Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 15, aka Countdown to the End. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I like the way you describe it as Countdown to the End. <laughs> I'm winding up. Up, down, up. I think we didn't realize, we just kind of did like a quick before we started recording, like, hey, we are at the tail end of this season. Which is good. (laughs) I know, I'm like silently whispers, thank God, it's been a drag. (laughs) The weird thing is, I kind of like these people, for the most part. I find them interesting in many, many ways. But the show that they are making is not that good. It's not. I think we have... Does that apply? Good intentioned people? Like, I don't think you have anyone that I really think is like, you're a terrible person. (laughs) Yes. So we have good intentioned people and you just wish it came with a sizzle, but it's just, uh, it's not working, man. It's not working, but. There are exceptions and there are parts and we will get into those. But for the most part, no, the show is not working. But here it is. But when you say there are exceptions and there are parts, I feel like it's breadcrumbing. When you're like in a bad relationship and then suddenly they do something, you're like, oh my God, they do care. And then they go back to what it is and you're like, eh, this is really who you are. So <laughs> that's our feel. But we'll talk about um, some things this episode. But um, let's update the people on what we have going on this week. Guys, this Sunday will be the live Love is Blind reunion. And the last episode with the wedding comes out on Friday. And we will have a bonus episode for you next week about all of it. Yay! I also think this is part of the reason. Like, with Love is Blind, they're speedy. They do it in 12 episodes. You get four episodes at a time. I think that's watching the two of them at the same time is kind of a disservice to Married at First Sight because it feels so slow in comparison. I don't know. I just think Love is Blind is just... Lightning in a bottle. They got the magic because we're dealing with terrible people here. 
So <laughs> even people I know who are like, oh, I don't watch that much TV. Oh, I don't watch reality TV. They're all watching. So I, <laughs> I I enjoy it so much. Um, but for us also, we have after party uh, that will be up on Patreon next week. So yeah, guys. And then we are very open to hearing your ideas for what you think we should cover. You can find us on social media at Alter Call MAFS on Twitter and Instagram. Send a message, drop a comment. If you're already a patron, send a message. Uh, or I will have a post up too for you to let us know what you would love to hear us do. Yeah. We can't wait. You guys always have interesting things. Like who would have thought we covered house hunters one time. <laughs> so. <clears throat> and if you put house hunters again, I will talk Tane into doing it again. Cause I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Tane, what's going on with the old folks? All right. First of all, Keisha had her baby a couple of days ago. She had her baby on her birthday. Oh. And I didn't know. I don't think I knew how old she was. Or maybe I did. She's 44. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, I was like, I kind of knew, like, by the time you put the math, Cosby show, blah, blah, that's about right. But I never thought about her age. I just never thought about it. But, yeah, she, they had a boy. Because I think they didn't know the gender. So congratulations to her. And quickly, quickly, I was just like, I hope they got all their episodes in. (laughs) If not, what's up? But I think they did. I mean, if we have about three episodes left and they usually wrap up before the season actually ends and they already moved her to Atlanta, I'm guessing they're already done with After Party. I think so too, yes. Yeah. But if they didn't, I really also think it would be so fun to see who would have subbed for her. That would have been interesting. I think Eris <laughs> could sub for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so congratulations to Keisha and her husband. Um, Gina had a, a boomerang where she was cheersing. It's like the boomerang where you cheer with the wine glass. And she captioned it, real friends. And I'm like, oh, that guy looks like Clint. Like, but no, it can't be Clint. And then I saw that McKinley was the person who had the original one. Or no, he reposted Shaq's version. So I'm guessing the friends were Clint, McKinley, Shaq, and the group, and all that. And I'm like, huh, Aid might be onto something. Like, maybe they are real friends. But then I also don't know if... They were all in LA for the reunion or something because McKinley was in LA, I think. But I don't know. All these people do is travel, and I don't know where they are at any given time. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I uh, want to shout out Carla for agreeing with me that they could stay friends. <laughs> she let us know on Instagram, and she also mentioned that uh, Clint could be her dog walker. So <laughs> since they live in the same building, I wonder if. If they break up, if they'll still stay. Like, who, who wants knows? to live in the same building as their ex? Uh, are they really exes, though? <laughs> Even if they were just in LA just to film the reunion, some of these people can't stand each other after the reunion. If they're clinking glasses, I think they're fine as friends. Okay. Speaking of, Shaq had a birthday. Kirsten posted a happy birthday Shaq story. With a picture of both of them, I don't know how recent the picture is, but even if they're not together, they're still friends. So we that might would, have a two. 
Never. They're still together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a cute picture of them. And then all the rest of the cast also had happy birthday, Shaq. Happy birthday, Shaq. So, I mean, this cast, they like each other. They're not split like some people. San Diego. So, um, yeah. I don't do happy birthday messages to anybody on social media. Mm. Like, post my own post. Like, I will wish you a happy birthday, but I don't post for my friends. Because what will happen is I'll forget somebody important, so I'd rather just do nobody. Well, you're in the minority. <laughs> I know. Because apparently, the rule is you post, they post, and then I'm like, where does it end? Who posts who? And then you have to do all day long. So, yeah. Um, last week, guys, I said, Katina and Olajuwon looked friendly at uh, Steve's birthday. And I'm like, I hope they have the good sense not to share with us if they're back together or not, because this is becoming ridiculous. And quite frankly, in the words of the guy on Love Island, childish. But no. Katina and Olajuwon posted a live video. Yes, I logged on just to make sure, like, this is facts and this is stuff. And I saw a live video of them in Fort Lauderdale. And I guess they're back together because why would they be vacationing together? And Katina also posted a picture of, a like, a my view and the view was Olajuwon. So, yeah, make of that what you will. I don't know what they are. <sighs> Very confused people. That's what they are. Once again, I don't even think I mind them being together if they want to be, but I just stop telling people. We don't need to know. I mind because if you were stable and secure and healthy, there wouldn't be all this back and forth. Publicly mm. announced back and forth. Mm. Um Miguel, I think Miguel is going through it, y'all. Because I mean, he posted all these things like he's working on himself. He's been in a dark place, and I think he's currently he was in Mexico. But he put a post up saying people may think that he was plotting during the season and being like an asshole, but maybe he was just existing and really is just an idiot. It's not lost on him that he behaved poorly towards Lindy, but his behavior wasn't from malice. Thanks to those who send him comments reminding him what he already knows, that he's a loser. And I'm like, that's a lot. You got to get off social media, Miguel. Nah, that's a lot. Like, continue the healing, but you can't pay attention to these. Like, take all the steps you need, but you can't beat yourself up forever. So, there's that. Um, Brett, Rachel, Johnny, and Merla from Houston hung out. I hadn't seen them hang out in a while, so they did that. Haley's in Egypt. I don't wow. know how I missed this. <laughs> That's a good wow, right? Like you're jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, remember when you used to do Where in the World is Haley? That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I should go back to doing that. There's enough content. <laughs> um, I don't know how I missed this, but Alyssa really did fulfill her dreams and moved to Texas. No. Yeah, I don't know how behind I am. Like, I see her all the time, but I'm like, I didn't think, I thought she was visiting. But then I was like, let me go check. And then people were like, oh, Texas looks good on you. And she's like, I love it here. She's in Austin um, and all that. So good for her. That That is her dream place. So hope she Austin finds her an, cowboy. Austin is an interesting place to move if you would like to be a country gal. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, you know, I have an unpopular thought about Austin. Like Austin likes to think that it's different, but it's really not. It's just dressed up nicer, but deep down. 
she can find that person there. Okay. It's there. I think she'll find them. Good good luck to her. <laughs> and finally, um, Lindy was watching Love is Blind. And, you know, all these people, I don't know if there are rules or not. Aren't they not supposed to talk before the season ends? But Jacqueline has been doing damage control and saying a whole bunch of stuff like she like her audio was edited and she had broken up with Marshall first of all before going with whatever his name is Josh Andre Josh and all that yeah he look like an Andre though when I look at him I think his name is Andre but his name is Josh his name is Josh (laughs) (laughs) um but Lenny was like oh you have to you know go easy on her that you have to remember it's a reality show producers can manipulate stuff and blah blah and I'm like "Mm mm-hmm Okay. I I said it probably on our bonus episode. I can't remember. There is no reason for you to go on these public apology tours, especially in the middle of your show airing. Yes, we are unforgiven. We've made up our minds. There is absolutely nothing unless there's a behind the scenes like footage of cuties that may or may not change my nothing is going to change our minds <laughs> so just take it and let it be and or just wait till the end like and especially when you come up with like oh the edit everyone's just like wah wah so it's just anyways but um yeah that's all that is going on with the people okay i saw a video today and i was like it was of baby rain and I just thought I might start cheating on Declan because I think baby Rain might be like taking over in my heart as my favorite maths baby because he's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. He really <laughs> is. He's really so cute. But anyways, are you, guys, are you ready to talk about our episode? I hope there's a future baby out of this season somewhere. <laughs> that was so random. I was like, let's hope that they make it to a year. That's the new golden rule of maps because we're struggling, yo, the last few seasons. What did you think about this episode? Did it feel filler? Was it boring? Do you think it was a step up? This is a step up from what we've been having. Okay. I mean, it wasn't hard to step up, but I I actually enjoyed this episode (laughs) more than I have, I think, this in the past couple weeks. What about you? I mean, I liked it. I think a lot. It was just a little bit... It's... It was still a reminder that this season is a drag. I just need joy. That's all I need. And it just feels like they failed to deliver that joy. We got a little bit, like five minutes, but not enough. Um, little spurts of joy, not like sections. Yeah. But other than that, I do think it was a good episode. I, I wouldn't say it was a filler episode. I think Devon did the damn thing. Appreciated him being there. And this is what I wanted to discuss with you. I'm now having feelings of, I don't think it's a bad idea. We talked about it last week where we're like, why haven't they added like a permanent like expert by now? Um, we did a poll. Most of the people said they wanted Dr. Pia. The choice was like, who would you add as a permanent? Dr. Pia, Devon, both, neither. Um, Dr. Pia overwhelmingly won with 71%, but also that could be a recency bias thing. But what do you think? I mean, I like Dr. Pia and I like Devon less than I like Dr. Pia, but he's all right. Oh. I just think the experts don't have much of a role in the show anymore. So I can sort of understand why they've dropped to two or two part-timers. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to welcome Dr. Jessica or Dr. Viviana back. And I wonder, 
if they've held off on making a permanent replacement, because maybe they're still talking to Dr. Viviana. That's a theory that I had. But um, yeah, I, I'm pretty ambivalent about experts in general. Ah, I wasn't expecting that. So here's my second question. Someone said, because I asked that on Twitter too, and someone said, take them all out and just bring Dr. Pia, Devon, and a third person. And for me, my thoughts were like, that might not be a bad idea because maybe it's just a little stale and it would be kind of nice. Because if you notice, the way Dr. Pia and Devon ask questions or cancel the, the couple's is different from how Dr. Pepper and Pascal do. Uh, oh, no. How different? I think they get straight to the meat of the matter. Mm-hmm. I like their line of questioning. I am a very big fan of leading questions. Questions where you realize that people are just saying nonsense or maybe they haven't really fully fleshed out their thoughts. And you ask questions so they can answer it so that as they answer it, they can hear like, oh, I'm not making any <laughs> sense. They do that. And I'm a fan of that. (laughs) I'm a fan of that. And also solving um, the problem. And I think just in general, the same way I think like the housewife should clean house and start from scratch. I think it would be good to just see things from a different perspective and see if it puts any new. Let's be honest. Maths is getting stale. Yes. 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 So I think that might be a good thing. And then my other part was maybe it'll be interesting to see how their matches are. And someone was like, are we still pretending that the experts are the ones doing the matching? (laughs) And I get that. I hear it. But I think they do have some kind of say. And maybe we would have had different mixes because, you know, people on the internet are saying that Jasmine and Shaq should have been together and Eris and Kirsten should have been together. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) You don't think so? No, I think they're both better matches with the person that they're with. But in terms of the overall issue, like... I, I think in some ways, I don't I don't think the experts play a huge part in the staleness of maths. Okay. I wish the show, I think, I wish they would spend more money. I wish they would, instead of sending Nicole and Chris to an Italian deli in Nashville, why not <laughs> send the money to send them to New York or Florida where they actually have a lot of family and they go to a big family gathering? And I know that's a page straight out of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette or whatever, <laughs> but I just think, I think the show could stand to spend more money to make things more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because even if it's not an expert situation, they need to introduce something. Anything. Anything. We're begging <laughs> to make it go up. But anyways, all right, let's dig into the episode. Okay. So as you said, Devon is here. And Pastor Cal in his intro, tells us that Jasmine and Eris have hit a breaking point in their marriage, and so Devon has been sent before it's too late. (laughs) It's too late, guys. (laughs) It's been too late. It's been too late for a minute. Um, So Jasmine sits down with them. I'm just a very big fan of Jasmine's dress. It's just a simple green dress, and I like it. I have it. You have that dress? Yes, I do. (laughs) I wear it on my trip. (laughs) Okay, so Jasmine sits down in her cute green dress with Devon, and he says he's here to help. <laughs> he's a very active person. Yeah. I mean, he he's new like, to it, so I think he's nervous a little bit. Is it? Uh, okay. Um, I also think he's self-conscious about being divorced, and it's a high-profile divorce, because I think he said that in an interview. Like, he just didn't think he was worthy to do it, but they were like, yeah, we don't care. We still want you. So I think I mean, he's 
yeah, overcompensating too. <laughs> By that standard, I think Pastor Cal has been divorced. I know Dr. Pepper has been divorced. Um, Dr. Jessica had been divorced. <laughs> being divorced in no way, shape, or form um, disqualifies you from being a maths expert. I will say, though, as a pastor and in a high profile and very recent, I think it's just slightly different. I don't think a lot of people would know for sure that all of them were divorced and it seems so far past and they're older that I think they would look at him differently. Side note, have you started watching the second season of Harlem? No. Okay. It's on my list. Oh, guys. Okay. Back on track. Harlem is Megan Good's show. That's Devin. I'm sorry. That's Devon's ex-wife. Okay, back to Jasmine. So once again, Jasmine is talking about brushing things under the rug. I've already addressed that. I don't want to hear her say this anymore. So of course she comes back to say, I'm brushing things under the rug. She's not confrontational. So Devon says some things. He also says transparency leads to transformation, which I'm like, you could say that, or you could just say you should be open because then things will change. But okay, we can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we sound like we're drunk before we start recording. We're sober, guys, I promise. <laughs> it is a little late, but we are sober. Um, okay, so he asked her, what is she doing with communication with Eris? And ha- has she told him the same things that she told the women last night? And she says, no, but she's sure that he can feel it. Jasmine says that she feels like they're compatible and they have things in common. And in the long run, they could work. But she doesn't think that he feels that way. How? Why? How does she feel that they're compatible and can work when this man from Jump has said, I am not attracted to you? Where's the compatibility? It was a very confusing statement. And she sounded a little delusional. Jeez. It's If she had said we look good on paper, that would have made more sense to me. But out here in the real world, you guys, there's nothing happening here. I mean, this man said our conversations don't hit. To your face. <laughs> Devon does give her good advice. He says we need to separate the tasks. Her task is to say this is what I want. And his reaction or his response is his own responsibility. But her responsibility is to say what she wants the marriage to look like so there's no confusion for Eris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talks about her and Eris having, trying to have these deep conversations, but that Eris has had all these traumatic things happen in life and she hasn't had those things. So she just doesn't want to talk about it because it's not that deep. Then she tells him about being bullied in middle school, how she didn't really tell her family because her family was great and everything at home was great. And he says, she tells us again that she never saw her parents fight. And Devon says that she's repeating patterns And she doesn't have a model of what communication looks like in marriage, but that she has the ability to change that. He asks her, what is keeping you from telling Eris how you feel? What are you worried about? And she says his response. And I feel like we've heard this before. And then he says the response is not an indictment on Jasmine, which is the same thing that was a Dr. Pepper. Someone said the same thing a few weeks ago to her. I don't remember. It was, it was Dr. Pepper. Um, So Devon says that the truth will be an additive instead of living in a fantasy. And do you want to live in a situation where you don't want to know what your spouse will say? Thoughts? So I really, really like this session. I think he got to the, what is it? The meat of the matter. Is that a saying? 
something like that. The bone of the meat, the meat. What the <laughs> hell? Anyways, um, <laughs> he, it's it's been a minute since we have a couple speak individually. I feel like we haven't seen that in a while, and I think they need to make more room for that. Like saying things freely without fear of judgment is nice, especially when a season of people who apparently think everybody should be telepathic and speaking to your partner is not a thing this season. It's amazing how we have this high number of people who can't just open their mouth and speak to a person. I think uh, I find that very fascinating. Uh, it is fascinating, annoying, frustrating, whatever <laughs> word you want to use. My other thought was if I wasn't married at first sight and then Devon came in, I honestly think I'd be starstruck. Like, I don't mean like he's a star. I think all I would be like, so what happened with you and Megan? I don't care about my problems right now. I just want to know what happened <laughs> with you guys. Um, no, so seriously, I do. I really felt for Jasmine when she says that she's never had anything traumatic happen in her life. And for me, it's like, and it, when you say that, I think that's a high indicator that there is trauma in your life. I think like as a human being, everyone has some kind of trauma. But I think everyone thinks like for it to be trauma, it has to be this big, bad monster of like abuse or it has to be death. And if it's not, then it's not. But no, there are little things that affect you in life. And her even saying that to me tells me that she has the trauma of like, sorry, sweeping things under the rug and suppressing stuff. So she does not know how to deal with her emotions. And for most people, when you can't deal with your emotions, you don't know how to communicate and you don't know how to deal with things when things are serious. So that in itself is a trauma. So I'm glad that he was able to get that out of her and to have her thinking about things that she might need to work on. And I really liked when he told her, we're not going to worry about what Eris's response is. It's about you. I think that's always the number one thing is like, what do you want? Not what is going to make Eris happy or not rock the boat. So I really, really was a fan of the sit down. And, but I, I was a fan of the sit-down because I thought all these things were going to happen after the sit-down. Unfortunately, like, we have this whole conversation, and if she ever has this conversation with Eris in this episode, we don't hear about it or see it. Yeah. I'm like, is it for next week? Like, she's already been told to do this a couple times, and it hasn't happened yet. Well, like I said, it's fascinating to watch people who just think... You should just read my mind <laughs> and know what to do. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, Type in AltaCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltaCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. 
Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we're back to Nicole and Chris. They have some small talk about the dogs eating and that they sit on the couch and Chris talks about how it's been emotional and deep couple of weeks, but they're talking through everything. So last week, Nicole told the girls about how she needs to tell Chris that even if she says she wants space, she doesn't really need space. Um, And of course, she tells this to Chris and Chris is like, I am not understanding. (laughs) He says, this is confusing. So what I'm supposed to do the exact opposite of what you tell me to do. <laughs> I was I had to rewind. <laughs> she said, if I did this, then you do this. But if I don't go here, then just ask because the asking might make me feel better. I mean, he handled it like a champ because I was like, huh? <laughs> but again, we're back to the sadness. <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't think this scene was sad. I just thought it was confusing and a little bit. I don't want to say silly, but how are you going to tell somebody that they're supposed to be reading some sort of tea leaves to understand exactly the response that you would need at the time? Yeah, people who just met too. They haven't known each other two months. <laughs> so that's a lot to ask of someone. The part that got me and that made me laugh, and this is the part where I rewound, is she, during the course of this conversation, she says some stuff about how in her past relationships, because God forbid the two of them ever sit down without taking her past relationships. Um, her feelings would be dismissed. And there was a boyfriend who even said, like, what did he say? Like, you need to deal with your stuff and then come back to me, basically. Like, I don't want to deal with it, which is, okay, why are you in a relationship with me if you don't want to deal with it? Um, but then they... They edited this in. How do I know? Because the camera was never on her face. <laughs> and 
never on her face. If this isn't something you're willing to do, there's the door. But if you're interested, please stay. She never said that in this conversation. It really annoys me that they try to convince us that she did. <laughs> that was a now, teaser last week, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And I wonder if she said, she could have said it talking about a completely different couple. She could have said it at any time in the eight weeks or whatever that they were filming, but she didn't say it then. Yeah. Um. Uh. So then Chris also makes reference of a door, which is probably why they snuck that in there. Cause like Chris says, uh, the door is not in his eyesight. He's here for the long haul. And she thanks him for saying that. And she basically says she kind of, she believes it, but she doesn't believe it deep in her inner core. Cause she's still working on it. Next up is where the show got me hot. Okay. Kirsten is at the gym and her phone rings. It's Shaquille's mom, whose name I didn't catch. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> Kirsten's like, oh, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I know Shaq talked to you. Um, And her, the mom is like, oh, how are you guys doing? And she says, we're doing all right. But he's stressed out and he's overwhelmed. And, you know, she wants some advice on how to, you know, help him. Um, and his mom is like, well, I don't know what's going on with you guys, but you need to be more supportive. <laughs> she says that Kirsten is not supporting him in the way he'd like to be supported. And that sh the mom is like, oh, I know he really wished that you would have gone with him to Memphis. He's really heard about it. Kirsten is like, I apologized. We had a miscommunication. And then the mom is like, have you been there for him since? And she's like, yeah, I've been trying. I've been sending him affirmations. Um, and she'll do everything in her control and do what she can do. And the mom says, you know, you need to support him and he's under stress and he needs her. Holy baloney. I'm like, if you would like your marriage to last, do not seek your mother on your wife to tell her she's not doing a good enough job. I could not believe how calm Kirsten was. I could never. I could never. <laughs> I just think that. May, this had to be premeditated because I mean, from the fully made up face with Christine yeah. working out and she was expecting the call, but I would be hella, hella irritated if my mother-in-law called me to ask me about something my son, like you ran to mommy to go complain. Like, what are you doing here? Like everyone knows the rule. You can't say all these things if you're trying to build your marriage and you go tell their family members, like you're going to make up and they're not going to forget. All they're going to know is like, you didn't support, but you mentioned this last week, aid. What does this support mean? <laughs> does he want her joined at his hip? We still don't know what the support means. How was he doing it before he married her? <laughs> it's, it's mind blowing. It's really mind blowing. It's very unspecific and it, it's not good. It's not good. Mm-mm. I mean, Clint and Gina, he cooks at her dinner. Cooking is how he shows he cares. Equal partner, something, something. Next. That catfish <laughs> looks good, though. That catfish looks, looked good. I think Clint is probably an amazing chef. I was like, he cooks? Gina's missing out, man. It's very confusing. It's funny. Ugh. I could have never imagined when we first started this season that by the end of it, I'd be like, why doesn't she like him? <laughs> Somebody congratulated you for coming to the, the Clint side. <laughs> oh, so now, 
Now Devin is doing his one-on-one sit-down with Eris. There's a lot of repetitiveness here. Um, Eris really admires Jazz's many professions, which honestly, I don't even think we knew that she was an aesthetician. I don't even know how to say that word. But I didn't know she did that. I didn't know too. I think that one was a new one, the aesthetician. But I think that was a good, at least he didn't say, if I was in an accident, I know she'll be there for me. And I think that was a good thing because he's right. A lot of people just do their jobs for a paycheck and it's rare to meet people who are really passionate about it. So I'm glad that he picked up on that. She has multiple passions and she's made them her jobs. They talk about the attraction again. And Devon does a parallel between like how hard Eris works at his job versus how hard he's willing to work to be attracted to, to Jasmine. That's how I perceive the question. He basically says... Well, if I'm not good at my job, I'm not going to be able to pay for my car or my house. Um, I will not have a roof over my head. But if this marriage doesn't work out, I'll be all right. (laughs) And Devon is like, that's the wrong answer. Because then Eris talks about how he does want to be married. Actually, Eris talks about how the aspects of marriage that he's looking for would be gone if he wasn't married. The partnership, the this, the that. Okay. Um. But Devon is like, you are not, by your own admission, you are not putting in the effort. And Eris admits he's not doing as much as he could. And he's like, how could you do this? Um, Eris says that the intimacy, when the physical attraction got fraught, it created like a resistance because they both allowed it. So Devon says he needs to take more initiative to break the ice. And he needs to verbalize the commitment to her. Um, (laughs) I... I don't know. I don't. It's like Devon is saying all the right things. I cannot see Eris and Jasmine doing the things they need to do, though. No, because they already checked out. But it's kind of like Dr. Pia with Gina and Clint last week. I mean, they've got to keep playing along. But I just liked it because I want to gloat for a second. Last week, I think you asked. You were like, what could he have done different? What can Eris do different? And my answer verbatim was effort. <laughs> and, Devon, and then he said the same thing today. Back me up this week and I'm like yeah but he doesn't have it to give and it's just they just don't want to have zero couples because if they leave it'll just be Nicole and Chris and Kirsten and Shaq that's true everybody just going along with it so Eris says that he doesn't want to get to six months after decision day and feel like oh I could have worked harder I could have done more but I think that's how it's going to end was that a was that a twang aid? It was a twang, so I could lead us into our next thing. <laughs> that was good. So Nicole and Gina have gone to get pedicures, and they tell us that they're going whiskey tasting and country line dancing. There's a lot of like alcohol experiences this season. Wait, I'm sorry. This is proof that we have no content. That was the weirdest thing about the entire episode. Gina and Nicole just telling us, "Oh, they're getting a pedicure." Why do we need to know that? Because she used to tell us that we're going whiskey tasting and line dancing. Girls, some person would just say, oh, all the couples decided to put it together. And then they'll show us the flash of the name of the place and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Pennington's. That was the name of the place, right? For whiskey tasting. Okay. okay I don't remember. Sure. I don't remember, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Either way, they had other options. But instead they chose this one. So yeah. they go to whiskey tasting. Everybody's got their denim and their cowboy boots. Um... Nicole starts it off by saying, like, Chris is sore from baseball. And then everybody's like, I'm sore, too. 
Then Eris asked a very pre-fed producer Fred question. So what did you guys talk about yesterday? And Nicole's like, oh, it was girls talk, but we were expressing our feelings in a way that we couldn't express in front of our husbands. And Jasmine talks about getting emotional, but she tries to be a strong person, but she couldn't be strong anymore. And all the girls agree when Nicole says it, that seeing Jasmine that upset broke their hearts. Um, and Nicole says that he needs to try harder and she should too, but she told him to have conversations. Nicole is pushy as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the only reason I'm not annoyed, annoyed by it is that like, they don't seem annoyed by it. So I'm like, I guess I won't get high fee on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From the very, I, 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 yeah, they don't get annoyed by it because I think they do love her. Um, but from the very moment, like they got in there, she started talking and didn't stop talking. So, yeah. Um, I th- we have heard from after party that Chris doesn't say much. Yeah, but then here Chris says, "Oh, the worst thing you can do is internalize things, and then it blows." And then Clint takes it in a direction that I didn't expect it to go. I was telling Gina about my friend who died by suicide, and how his friend hid things, and people didn't know what was going on. And Chris is like, yeah, that happened to me too. And we know that that basically happened to Eris too, which is like, honestly, not unusual. Like if you put a group of people together, I think we'd all be very surprised about the number of people who have suicide has touched their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I didn't expect it to go that way. I didn't, but it's season 16. So it's not like, it's a very important topic. So I'm not saying like it shouldn't, but like you said, I truly was not expecting it. I'm like, oh, whiskey tasting. Okay, some fun. And they showed previews of the dancing. That's where we're headed. And then this just happened and I just got sad. Because it's sad. Yeah. It just I mean, so for heavy. me personally, it reminds you of the people you know who have done. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so Shaq says, so basically the point of the conversation, everybody's like, you know, you need to reach out. You need, you need to know what's going on with people. And Shaq said, you know, well, I was the person. I was fighting my internal battles. And I was just like, does anyone see me? So he decided to go to therapy, which I'm very grateful for. Um, And he said to unlearn his bad habits about going through things in silence. And life has a purpose and everyone cheers to living, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, And then Nicole says, well, since I'm the one who brought us here, let me take us out of it. Um, So she said, everyone wants to help. And you have a wife and you can utilize her resource. Nicole does apologize for speaking on Kirsten's behalf, but Kirsten says, sure. And it's awkward. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Shaq leaves and Kirsten follows. And I'm like, I was having flashbacks. I was like, oh God, this is Justin and Alexis at that one dinner, standing in the dark, arguing. <laughs> um. So Kirsten's like, what's the matter? And he says he wasn't okay that Nicole made that comment. Like, why should another wife have to speak on behalf and you have nothing to say? She said she didn't get a second to say anything. And she's like, I was touching you like the whole time. She doesn't want him to feel like he's alone. It, And he's like, it's not like I want you to be there. It's a need. I need you to be here. When stuff happens, I just would have felt better. So then in an interview, we find out that when Shaq was in Memphis, he found out that he won't be graduating on time. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> it was like a quick shot in in the middle of that conversation. 
And he's like, but you weren't there. She's like, you can still call me. He's like, it's not a phone call. Because then we'll hang up and go our separate ways. I was like, I I think Shaq is being unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have my issues with Kirsten, but I don't think that it was fair for Shaq to put all of that on her. I also find it, the more we find out about the weekend in Memphis, I'm very confused (laughs) about how he found out that he wasn't going to graduate on time. By the way, Shaq is getting a PhD. I didn't think that there was graduating on time with a PhD. They just take forever. Maybe he just meant he couldn't um, defend his thesis when he thought he would. But that's an interesting choice of words. No, but that's what he did during the honeymoon, right? He went to nope. a conference. I don't know if he defended his um, oh, okay, his it's dissertation. Not, okay. Um, I I mean, there's a lot of questions here. I don't think that Kirsten has committed some unpardonable sin by not being around when he got news that she didn't know that he was going to get. But going back to the not saying anything and Nicole spoke. What are your thoughts on that? Well, after party shed some more light (laughs) on that situation, I just, I don't know. I I don't know. I was seen cursing on that. I'm leaning that way. Yeah. Because like she said, okay, so I saw the preview where she said, I was rubbing your back. My hand was on your knees. So I was looking out to see if that happened. I did not see it, but I'm taking her word for it. But I think it's a lot to say you didn't say anything. Nicole is the one who did or whatever. Have you been in a room with Nicole? I have not. But from what we've seen, she kind of took over the conversation. Like you said, after party kind of shed light, like everybody else was talking. It just made her seem like it. But I don't think she was wrong where she was like, you can't have that high of an expectation of her when everyone's different. Nicole is good at taking over a conversation and speaking and giving speeches. I don't necessarily think that's Kirsten's MO. Yes. That's not how she works. So if she was in fact rubbing your knee under the table, rubbing your back, that's her way of saying, I got you. So that's on you to trust that she does have you. She doesn't have to make a big show about it. I only think where she fucked up is when, Nicole was like, um, I speak for you because I know that's your truth. And she's like, sure. <laughs> it did sound very sure, sure. So that's where I'm like, okay, you could have been like, of course, or something. But yeah, that's the only thing. But it's just too much expectations. And it goes back to this whole support thing that Shaq has been whining about from jump that I don't even know what he expects. And if you're disappointed that you can't graduate, don't take out your anger on her. Like, I mean, did she know that was going to happen? So It's a little too prescriptive. Mm-hmm. You need to be there for me in specific ways that I have decided are the ways that I will feel support. Like it's, And then if you don't do the thing that you didn't know that I even wanted you to do, you're a terrible wife. Does he go to showings with her? Like, what do you do to support her? I, uh, but Kirsten is, I'm telling you, Kirsten is a hell of a lot chiller than I would be. <laughs> Every time she's just like, I'm here for you. She I'm like, I'm about calm. to not be here from you the more you complain about this. 
But she has that kind of calm where you're like, is this the calm where my revenge is being plotted behind your back? <laughs> or is she really... Because she has that voice where she's like, you know, I'm here. Oh, no. She never raises her voice or anything. And I'm like, should I be comforted or scared? I don't know. <laughs> um, so during the commercial break, they flash to the information for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which was good of them. Um. And so when we come back, Kirsten says that she's sorry she wasn't there, but he needs to tell her. He's like, I made a hotel reservation. That was a question I had last week. Yep. Uh, um, and then she said she wasn't coming on Friday. So I was like, did he leave earlier? She was supposed to come later. Uh, this whole story is just going sideways. I- I'm trying to see if you heard what I heard. Okay. He said, well, then you said you're not able to come because you had to film. That's what I heard. And then he changed it. He's like, he didn't say the full word. He was like, you said you had to fill. I mean, you said you had to work on Sunday. And then I rewound it twice. And that's what I heard. The caption didn't say that, but I didn't know if by chance you heard that, but that's what I heard. I did not hear that. And that would change the game completely if she had to film. That's what I heard. But then I was like, why would she need to film something without him? You know, that girl's meetup could have been shot on any day. You know how these people lie on the timeline. <laughs> so if it's an all-girls thing, then yeah, she actually has to be there. Or maybe her confessionals or something like that. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. That's what I heard. Oh, that changes everything. Um. <laughs> anyway, so she tries to tell them that they're in it together. She wants him to feel that. She's like, can I have a hug? It's the worst hug I've ever seen on the show. Um. <laughs> On Shaq's side, because yes. Shaq is like a petulant child, like, no, I don't want to hug you. So, oh. <laughs> but I think she did very well in this scene. Not a fan, but I think she did, she handled everything right without losing her cool because the Lord knows. <laughs> I, wouldn't have handled, I wouldn't have handled it the same way she did. I'd have been so frustrated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm team Kirsten, I think. You can't even say it confidently. <laughs> I do understand, like, a PhD is a multi-year commitment. It's super stressful. It's super hard. It it, it can be consuming, I think, um, mm-hmm. because I think if you're an academic and you just place a lot of value in getting this degree, finishing this, defending your dissertation, like the whole dang yards, I can understand it being, like, stressful and maybe you're not at your best. Yeah. I'm just going to give Shaq that, but I still think, uh, no, this is not good. That's fair. But also, sorry, I have to say, so if you're not ready and you have to deal with all this stress, why did you drag somebody else into this? <laughs> and they're supposed to be your cure. And then who does that for them? You're stretched thin right now. So I, I like your way of putting they're supposed to be your cure. That is what That is it. Shaq keeps on looking at Kirsten to cure all of his life problems. And she's like, I'm just here to be in a relationship with you. I don't have the power to cure all your problems. Yeah. Look at Chris. He doesn't look at Nicole and say, I'm here to cure all of your problems. Mm-mm. He just says, I'm here to support you. Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I don't want to forget to say this. I love the red lip on Kirsten. It looks fantastic on her. Yeah, with that shirt. It yeah. went together really well. It popped. Yeah. <laughs> so Clint welcomes them back. He asks if they're good. I was like, man, please don't ask them that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Kirsten says, you know, he needs support. So she'll take the initiative. She'll put it on her calendar. Gina says, what do you need Shaq to know? And she says that she wants Shaq to be assertive and to say what you want and need from me. Um, <laughs> Aaron says, what if he had said, just pack your shit and you're going? And, <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron says to try that next time. I get it. Aaron is just fun. I mean, she did. Kirsten did say she should. She shouldn't forget that because she was like, at least that's direct. That's all I want for him is to be direct. So hey, Nicole continues this by saying, "So what about being assertive? That other thing they talked about at girls' night. Did you tell him what you needed?" And she says she did. Jasmine is like, "All you need to do is light a candle, do some foreplay, and she'll be ready to give you something." We all know what she means. Um, so. They started talking about the bases, and they're like, well, what base did Kirsten say? And she starts talking about between second, trying to still third to get a home run, blah, blah, blah. Then Shaq says, have I taken the initiative? And then he's like, Kirsten and I have consummated. And everybody is so, I don't think anybody's ever been so happy <laughs> that There's- another couple has consummated. They were acting like, I don't know, she they just scored a win at the Super Bowl or something. Like, it was weird. Eris was the happiest. He clapped again. <laughs> This man needs to stop clapping. (laughs) In the stand-up on the fly, Clint and Gina are together, and Clint says, they went to Pound Town. And Gina's like, what are you saying? Clint says, that's country. (laughs) (laughs) Gina is a prude. I don't care what she says or whatever, because she was really like, oh, my God, no, you don't say that. But I laughed so hard. Clint is so funny. Clint is very funny, and maybe I'm a prude too, because while it's funny, I'm still like, really? Pound Town? Um, (laughs) (laughs) They go back to, like, the group, and Jasmine's like, I have a bone to pick. You looked me in my eyes. In in After Party, we have learned that they have been lying for quite some time, Mm -hmm. which... I was I was not surprised by, because I thought they had sex on paint night, so... That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, but they said it was pretty early on. And paint night is pretty late. So, I know. Um, yeah, but every just... we have a couple every season that lies. They say they want to keep it to themselves. And I keep wondering, what is the thing that it does? Maybe it's the incessant questions, mm-hmm. I guess. But they're going to ask anyways. Mm-hmm. And once you said you've consummated, they're not going to be like, are you still consummating? So isn't it easier yes, to they just will. <laughs> Really? They ask them okay. all the time. Are you having sex? How much sex are you? Are you still having sex? Are you guys still intimate? Oh, I, that's the other thing, though. There's, I feel like there's no change in questions whether you admit to it or not. So why do people bother? Okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. I guess Shaq and Kirsten having sex puts everybody in a good mood and they're all happy. I'm just grateful for laughter and smiling and everything. So they go out there and they have an instructor that's teaching them how to line dance. So we get like a slow-mo montage of everyone doing their line dancing. I don't know how Kirsten is doing hers because she's in like slip-ons. So I don't know how she was able to do hers. But they get it together. The couples are dancing with each other. We see them dancing separately. Um, Kirsten kind of throws shade at Clint because Clint is dancing. You know how they say dance like nobody's watching? That's exactly (laughs) how Clint dances. He doesn't care what you think about him. And this man is just, you know, earning all the points every week. But he's dancing his heart away. It's not the music that they hear that we're hearing, but I know for sure it's not to the beat, but he doesn't care. <laughs> He's just happy. He's moving. So Kirsten was like, she admires Clint's dancing. No matter what it looks like, he gives his all oh, to it. What a spin. Um, <laughs> so Jasmine and Eris on the sideline. And then from nowhere, we see the instructor just grab him. Again, I rewound just to make sure. And then they start dancing. They're like, it's like middle school dancing. They're far apart. They're not like <laughs> slow dancing or anything. Eris is even turned around doing what he wants. And then Jasmine just yells, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm sick of this shit. And then she walks away. And then in a confessional, she's like, she's tired of giving her all and him doing things that are like a slap in the face that she needed him to think about her, but he didn't. I was um, amazed at the anger that she still had in the confessional because... <laughs> We know that some time passed by the time you did the confessional, but there was still heat in those words coming mm-hmm. out of her mouth. So she walks outside to the curb and he comes out and he's immediately apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry that it wasn't even like that, that he was the worst at line dancing and that he understands that with the state of their relationship, that it looks bad, but it wasn't like he was like, screw this, like, you know, the he's like this instructor is not even my type (laughs) he really should not have said that he shouldn't have said that because your wife's not your type either so it doesn't help um but jasmine is like but you know you didn't have to dance with her and he's she's right i mean you're married it's kind of wild to leave your wife and start dancing with another woman knowing you're in a rough patch in your relationship like the, the the crux is he does not feel married. Nope. That's why. So, oh well, all the signs are there. The whole, it's very difficult to like keep the energy for being annoyed with Eris because he just apologized so quickly. Yeah, that self-journey is working. <laughs> and he's aware Mm-hmm. He's aware. So you how do you get mad? Usually in conversations, imagine if that was an illogical one. It's like, 
I am not going to be responsible for your insecurity. All I did was she grabbed me. I didn't even go. And you're getting mad. So, but Eris just comes in her apology. Where do you go from there? You have to find a place to put your anger. <laughs> so looks like Jasmine really is over it. So they call an Uber and they go home without telling the rest of the group. Cause we just see them say, I think we lost them. We lost them. So they get home and we see the, what do you call it? Dateline cam? Yes. Um, the overhead. <laughs> and they make it a point to show us that Eris was on the couch at 2 a.m. <laughs> the couches do not look comfortable enough to sleep on in any way, shape, or form. Do we think that they're sleeping in the same bed, though? And also, isn't there a second bedroom? Yeah, it was real confusing. Why? Thank you. Uh, why is Eris on the couch? Dramatic? Effect? I don't know. He's probably <laughs> watching TV or something. And they made it seem like she kicked him out of the bed. Yeah. The next day, Jasmine wakes up with a full face of makeup and lashes done in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next scene we see, they're all dressed in different clothes. And we find out that Dr. Pepper is coming by. But then it's like all the experts are in town and stopping by to see them. So I have a feeling those are two different days. Yes. So Dr. Pepper comes by and asks them about the emotional climate. In the last 24 hours that they had. Jasmine says it's been an emotional week and she's learning a lot about herself and how she copes with conflict. She tells the line dancing story and says that she was at the point where she decided that she needs to speak up. Ordinarily, she wouldn't say anything. Eric says he was aware and understood how she felt and he had time to reflect on what happened and he just felt like the storm out was not necessary and she made it into a scene. I don't think I dwelled on it long enough to realize if he was right or wrong because I just want him to be in the wrong. Uh, he was right. She, <laughs> I mean, he was right. And I also, yeah, he, the dramatics were a bit much. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of a storm out. You just want someone to chase you, which he did. So, yeah. So Dr. Pepper asks, well, where are you headed? Like, are you done? Do you see a possibility for this marriage? And Ada, I was very, very surprised. I can't believe that they got a uh, opportunity for an out. And they did. Well, yes, I was surprised that they were given an opportunity for an out. Yeah, I'm like, you guys want to go down to three couples? Wow. But of course not. They're not going anywhere. Maybe that's why she confidently asked. Maybe they've been told you're not going anywhere. It's just how many more weeks hang in there. But Aries was so much hope that they would take their out. <laughs> I had so much. I was hoping that they would put us out of this misery and themselves too. But no, no. Aries is like he sees a possibility, and when they were dating in quotes, that those are some of their best moments, and he wants those to last longer. And that's all they take, ladies and gentlemen, because Jasmine is cheesing. Like she's smiling so wide. I'm like, that's all they took. Okay. For what? <laughs> What? <laughs> and she says, like, you know, he has reassured me that he's in it and trying to make it work. I'm like, okay. Dr. Pepper asked them what they need individually. And Eris says Devon told him to create a nurturing environment um, for Jasmine. Jasmine says her hope is to feel like a wife, not a friend. And Dr. Pepper asks, you know, like examples. And she says, like, for example, if I don't text him through the day, I don't hear from him. And I'm like, do you not think of me? I'm like, no, he's he not doesn't. thinking of you. This is this low effort thing that you were talking about. Yeah. 
So Dr. Pepper is like, you know, habits are necessary to create, I don't know, something. And she tells Eris, like, this is where you can set a reminder on your phone. Like, if by 2 p.m. you can text her. And I'm like, I don't want someone to be reminded to talk to me. <laughs> That's an awful feeling. <laughs> like, my alarm goes off for, like, something else. It's like, talk to wife. Oh, gosh. So she asks... um, like, okay, and other what other things could they do? Like, right now, what happens when they wa- walk through the door? And Eris is like, I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Dr. Pepper is like, well, that's romantic. <laughs> so she says, how about, like, a kiss on the cheek and a hug? And Eris is like, yeah, we could do a hug. Completely <laughs> obliterating the kiss on the cheek. And he's like, but why is it so difficult? He's just like, you know, all these things become so difficult to do. And Dr. Pepper is just like, small efforts go great distances. So, yeah. I was starting to wonder if they're in a place where, and I don't know if this is true. Are they just dying not to look like the bad guy? Like, does Eris refuse to end it because he doesn't want to look like the bad guy? I don't understand what they're still doing here. I think... Jasmine is a la page holding out for hope. And I think Eris is not wanting to have FOMO. Eris is just like, I want to find her attractive. I think she's a good girl, but I don't want to regret it down the line. Like after I do my healing, like, dang, I let something go. So let me do this all the way to the end. So like, if nothing else, I can be like, I tried. Okay. So that makes more sense. (laughs) Than trying not to look bad because they're <laughs> deep, deep. The, the fact that they had the opportunity to walk away, and honestly, they could have done it at any time over the past few weeks, and they just stick with it. And from the outside, I'm not sure what they're sticking with, so I'm I'm very confused. If nothing else, I think Jasmine should be the one to walk away, but I don't know. She's not like I think that's part of her trauma that she thinks she doesn't have. She doesn't know how to walk away. Um. Cursing and Nicole go lingerie shopping. Nicole tells us that she doesn't love it. She does not have the perfect supermodel body. We see a flashback about that conversation where Chris said he, she's a little thicker than he goes for. And then we get an extra scene where she's like, okay, now when I'm talking to you, I have to start hiding my roles. And Kirsten is like, you're beautiful. Like we just need to speak light. We don't need to speak negatively. And Nicole says sometimes she wonders if she deserves a man that's as good as Chris. And Kirsten is like, nope, 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 we're not doing that. They pick the lingerie. She tries it on. And she does look great in it, at least to me. And I'm also good on her for doing it on camera. Like, if you already, like, kind of feel bad, like, everybody's going to see that. Like, good on you for pushing through your fears. So Kirsten gives her like a mini tutorial. She picks up like a robe and tells her how to do the sexy walk and do add a little zhuzh to whatever <laughs> it is that she's wearing. So it was cute. I think it was a good scene. I thought it was a great scene. Uh, like you, I thought Nicole looked great in her lingerie. Um, I loved uh, I loved Kirsten's tutorial. <laughs> I, I could. Not that we haven't seen it before, but I feel like we get told all the time that these two are besties. We watch this episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all are besties. (laughs) So Dr. Pepper is with Gina and Clint. 
She comes in and she tells them that they need to up their game. Gina's like, I still feel like we're in the friend zone. And Dr. Pepper is like, what would you guys really like from each other? It's so hard watching the scenes when you know they don't care. Especially <laughs> Gina. Gina always looks like, are we done yet? I so, would be like Gina too. <laughs> well, then leave. They asked There's you, that. They gave you that opportunity. Do you want to go? And you said no. So, But this is why I think that they don't leave. They're not miserable together. They, they're very accepting of the fact that they tried this experiment. They're sort of giving it their all and it's not really working. They have no emotions tied up in this. So it's not torture for them to like sit through their 10th therapy session about the relationship that never was. Well, how about us? Is it torture for us? <laughs> so got to think about the us. So Gina says it's challenging because she doesn't know what she needs. You know, I rolled my eyes because last week I was like, Gina's and I don't know, girl. And you ask her a question. So Dr. Pepper asks if she can think of at least one thing. <laughs> and she says, um, he can give me support and tell me that I'm doing a good job. I was like, good job at what? <sighs> job or at being a friend wife or I don't, I don't know. That she likes when people, she loves compliment her. And Dr. Pepper says, okay, so you need affirmation. Clint says his is like he likes things, something unexpected, and it could be anything as long as time was spent on it. For example, like let's say you set up the house a certain way that you know that he would find like, I don't know, he would find pleasurable or something like that. And Dr. Pepper says like cooking for him. And Gina just stops and was like, uh, that's Clint's forte. And Dr. Pepper is like, uh, yeah, you can still do something nice for him. <laughs> she's like, you can make a meatloaf every now and then. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I like that. She, she says that a lot. I like that. And then Dr. Pepper says, I think movies could help. And for example, have you seen Driving Miss Daisy? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> if I recall... Driving Miss Daisy is not, mm, mm. yeah, we're not going to get into that, but that was a choice. That was a that choice. Was a choice. That and, was uh, a choice. That was a choice. Of all the movies. Of all the movies. Okay. I, I got to tell you, I had to go Google again. I said, that is the Morgan Freeman one, right? And I had to go check. <laughs> like, I'm not crazy, but Dr. Pepper said that. And then she said, the art of racing in the rain. And I was like, she's like, they're not really like romantic movies, but they bring up emotions. And maybe I shouldn't question, you know, her credentials and stuff. Maybe she knows what she's doing with these movies, but I'm like, okay, it is what it is. She says she just wants them to open up emotionally. So who knows? Then she asked them if they can hold hands and then they hold hands. And she asked them to say one true thing that they haven't said to each other throughout this whole experiment. Gina tells him that he has incorporated himself into her life, like walking her dog and feeding her because if he didn't do it, she probably wouldn't eat. And she appreciates him more than he knows. And I thought that was really sweet. Clint says he appreciates her for her bravery for trying something new and her entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> I don't know about his compliment, but then again, I'm like, Gina, she might like that. She just said she likes when people tell her she's doing a good job. So, oh, well. So Shaq and Kirsten get um, Devon, and we see an individual selfie cam from both of them saying how they are never on the same page. Like, at least they know. 
Like they're always trying to communicate, but they never say understand each other. So Devon comes by and asks them, you know, what happened with the work event. I just didn't think this work event would drag on this long. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was a Skype call gone wrong. I did not think. <laughs> wow. That we would spend two full episodes <laughs> on an overnight trip to Memphis. But yes, we're still here. And then get a mama involved in it too. Wow. So Kirsten once again says, um, why I say it at the end? Shaq says um, he doesn't feel supported at certain times because Devon asked him, do you feel supported? He was like, oh, I don't feel so at certain times. Devon is like, it's a yes or no. I'm like, yes, please, please. And Shaq says, no. Kirsten, once again, barely reacts, just looks at him, blinks, and I'm like, am I comforted or am I scared? I don't know. Devon asks if she feels that she gives, and she says yes. Devon says, unspoken expectations are relationship killers when you don't speak up. He says he wants them to work on the unspoken expectations. Shaq says the support he wants is for her. Yes, he asked Shaq, what is the support that you want? I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And he says, the support I want is for her to be invested in who I am so she can appreciate, you know, what I do. And it's a part of him that she hasn't seen yet. Are we satisfied with that answer? No. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's all you've been asking for? Because it sounds like you want more. So you asked a couple of weeks ago, do we give Shaq enough crap for being as wrapped up in his work as Gina is? And... I think he might, I wouldn't say be worse, but it's very, um, it's more subtle. But I do think for Shaq, a lot of his identity is wrapped up in his job yeah. and in being a student. Yeah. And he wants Kirsten to treat it like yeah. on another level. It's not just a job. It's his whole identity. Yeah. Almost like he feels like she would respect him more or something like that. But there's something he needs to unpack there with all of that. So Kirsten says that she feels like she is there for him and she was there with him in Jackson. And when she was there, she asked about his education and she asked different things about his job. And he's not recognizing that that is her way of supporting. Shaq says, yeah, you were there, but there's so much more. And Devon stops him and is like, hold it right there. And he says, it is hard to prescribe how someone should react and it's almost like you're diminishing her support. I'm like, mm-hmm. that boy, good. Keep talking. <laughs> so I'm like, it, and then he says, if she's asking questions and that's not good enough for you, that might not motivate her when you say it's not asked the right way because she's also looking for validation. Kirsten is not even budging an inch. She's like, I'm a supportive person. And that comes with time too. So he asked Shaq, do you believe, um, do you believe that, that was going to come with time. Shaq says, yes, but I don't know if I was convinced on that. <laughs> but Devon tells them that they need to communicate and take the pressure off and that they can create their own narrative. So again, another good session. The problem is, do we, I don't think these people are going to take it. Eris no. is, because Eris needs instructions. He'll follow that to a T. But <laughs> Will he though? Will he? <laughs> okay, that's true. He won't. <laughs> I don't think they're going to follow his instructions either. They seem pretty stubborn. So Chris and Nicole are the final couple and they're meeting with Pastor Cal. They talk about their past again, because that is how all sentences start. 
Nicole says that they've shared a lot of their past and it's brought them closer, but, you know, she has to say it and she knows what she signed up for, but there's still a part of her that's like, he didn't pick me. She keeps going and Pastor Cal was like, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) He says, you need to stop. He's like, he did pick you even before you met because he said all of the things that he wanted at great length and those are the things that led us to match you. And is he complaining? Then he stops and he asks Chris, are you happy? And Chris is like, oh yeah, I am. And then they talk about like, it's almost like she has a devil on the shoulder that she's always listening to and she needs to not listen to it. Then Chris asks for the 157th time, is there anything I can do to help and to I can do better and to make you feel better? And she said him asking alone is more than anyone has ever done. And Nicole says that this is also a fear of hers that their relationship is going to become him just helping Nicole. And for those of you who don't listen, that was a question by a fake viewer on After Party last week where they were like, is it a one-sided relationship? And Chris is like, no, it's not. So Pascal says, did you ask him if that's a fear? And Chris is like, he doesn't feel that way, that he feels that he's resolved a lot of his past issues. And at the moment, she needs help. And so he's just there to support her. And the honeymoon is an example of where he was like freaking out. And she took charge and she solved that. And he needed her at that moment. And she came through. And he says that. So uh, Nicole is like, okay, I can take that. I, I I can take that. And it makes sense. And Pascal was like, and you cannot question it. And Chris says he's blown away by her all the time. And Pascal stops and is like, do you love her? I'm sure they already asked him. If they ask you today, will you say yes? <laughs> <laughs> so he says, do you love her? And he goes, he pauses. He looks at her. He says, honestly, I do. And then they kiss. And then he says he's been feeling it for a while. And she's like, why didn't you say it? We find out more why she said that on After Party. And she says, I love you back. And she's happy. And we end it in love. Yay. And that's why I was on a little bit like of a more positive thought for this episode. Because we end it with our favorites being in love. Yeah. And that was a happy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. It was. All right. A, who has your bouquet this week? I, I'm going to give it to Kirsten. Okay. <laughs> when Shaq's mother called her <laughs> to say, you're not supporting my son right. And she did not lose her shit. I had a lot of respect for her. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have done it. I know I couldn't have done it. So... Yeah. I have to give Kirsten her flowers, especially since she, I don't think she's ever gotten them from me before and she may not ever get them again. So I would like to take the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Who has yours? My flowers go to Devon. Like I was just a fan of all of the questions. I was the fan of just being direct, taking charge, short and sweet. And it was great. And real honorable mention to Clint. Clint made me laugh a lot this episode. And he was just the light that we needed. Like, go on, Clint. Love that for you and for me. Who has your ashes? Shaq. 
the I need support. I need to put the storming out. I'm not a fan. Maybe I'll find out some information later that will change my thoughts on this. But I don't. I think he's going through something, but his reaction is not cool, and I don't think it's fair to Kirsten. Yeah, I think his mom said he's going through a lot, but yeah, like you said, he's taking out on her. Yeah. Who has yours? Oh my god. I can't believe I'm saying this. I went back forth, back forth, but I just went with my first thought. I think Nicole gets my ashes this week. Oh. Tell us why. Are you okay? (laughs) I mean, I understand why. I think I know why, but go ahead. It's uh, two reasons. The first reason really was just for that scene where she said, when I'm in the room and I need space, give me space. When I ask you to go here, then don't go here, then go. I'm like, huh, that's not fair. You can't do that to Chris. Shut and other- Chris. You're going to have to join Shaq in getting a PhD to figure out what the hell it is that you need to do, depending on how I feel that day. Go ahead. It's the unspoken words for me. The other part, it's not fully... Her fault because, listen, relatable content, I am there with you. I understand what it's like to let your insecurities get the best of you. But you have to realize that when you do certain things, there's another person involved. So I don't fault her for she's working through her insecurities and all of that. But I don't like that it's going to have an effect on Chris. You know, if you say you didn't pick me. I don't know how this feels. I don't want you to help me. When you keep picking at it, picking at it, it's going to have an effect on somebody else. So I think it's like sometimes, even when we're battling through the insecurity, again, I'm pointing out that that is not why she's getting my ashes. I can relate to that. It's just like you have to be cognizant of what it's going to do to your partner. And I just think like it was just not, I, I felt for Chris in that moment. Like, yes, he's being supportive, but he's still a human being. And there's only so much when you hear that all the time where you're going to feel some kind of way, like, am I not making her feel secure enough? And even though it's not him, it's more her working through her stuff. But yeah. So yeah. So that's why I gave it to her. I still love her though, but yeah. And it's just a whole self-sabotage thing. Like don't self-sabotage. You got somebody good. The universe is in your favor. So yeah. See, that's so funny because what I thought you were going to give her the burnt ashes for is being in everybody's business. (laughs) No, I didn't give her that. I was. I had that listed on there, and then after party changed my mind. And I didn't want to single her out for something that the edit is just playing up on her because everybody else was talking. So they're just making her sound like she's in their business. (laughs) And I feel like if it was annoying, we would have heard it in a lot of confessionals. I think that because Shaq is not, like I said, Shaq is not annoyed with her. Um, and if he's not annoyed with her, then, I mean, why would I be? Yeah. Um, so that's it for this week, you guys. You can find Tane on the Rewatch with Nana. They are finished covering season 6A of Sex and the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Like we said at the beginning, we are very interested to hear what you guys think we should be covering on Patreon. So please let us know and you can tell us on social media. Yes. Thank you so much for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're so inclined. And you can leave us a review as well. And we will see you next week for the retreat episode, which is usually always fun. I hope they play a game. So.
Me too. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.